Hi, my name is Sarah Tullock and I am a digital content creator. Uh, basically what that means is that I make, write, and create content, uh, usually about beauty and diversity um, and uh, specifically women's stories. So part of that is that I'm a freelance blogger and you can check out my website in the description below um, about who I'm writing for um, recently. But another part of my job is that I love talking about stories and I love encouraging stories that encourage diversity. So that's what this podcast is about. I usually re re uh, watch, read, or review stories that I love. It could be like books, it could be movies, it could be whatever anime um, that's coming up. And I just, I want to talk about my favorite parts of it because there's a lot of stories out there. There are a lot of stories out there that really made an impact on me and I'm sure they made an impact on other people. And if you're interested in diversity or just listening to really amazing stories, then I definitely recommend that you keep listening. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about the movie Belle. Um, I watch, I love Belle because Belle is what I watch when I'm on my cycle. It is just the most perfect movie for when I'm super emotional and I'm super like vulnerable. Because listen, listen, all right? There's the quarantine, okay? There's my birthday coming up and I can't have a birthday party. I'm going to turn 23 and I'm going to be 23 in my house, okay? That sucks. I have that and I have these terrible pains all the time just because I'm a woman for the next like week or so so I was on like this sad phase I was like let me just watch sad things so that I can cry I can get the tears out you know yeah that didn't really work I watched The Farewell and The Farewell is a great movie but it just made me think more than it did make me cry I might like record my review of it I wrote it out but like it's just kind of an overall great movie if you guys would like a review of The Farewell then I'll um record my thoughts on it but i didn't get to cry I, I just it just wasn't working i was just thinking i was like what the hell i don't know what side i would be on for that whether it was aquafina's side who was like a super american side of like the grandmother so it's it's it's, it's, just, it's a movie about like um aquafina's character billy's grandmother has cancer and she is dying basically but their chinese way of dealing with cancer is kind of lying to the person who has cancer who's been diagnosed and acting like everything's fine even going so far as to forge documents so that they're not afraid of dying and then when they're finally on their deathbed then the family will tell them yeah it's because you have cancer so then that way they don't die of fear but they die of the cancer and it's like oh okay i have cancer fine i'm dying boom you know that's it but aquafina doesn't I, I, and uh, there's there's some merits to that you know they all kind of do it so it's kind of expected and i get I, I, don't, I don't know you you kind of know it's coming if everyone's kind of sad and lying to you or it's like oh okay it's probably the cancer and they don't want me to be afraid you know but then there's aquafina's point where it's like that's so wrong it's so wrong because you're lying to your loved one but and you're lying to protect them but like do they need to be protected from their own self and their own feelings you know i don't know i didn't know what side i would be on if you want more like notes on that then i'll actually record it and script it but again it didn't make me cry so i was like fuck it you know this isn't making me cry i need something let's go let's switch it up let's go for comforting okay so i went for comforting and i watched my maybe my favorite movie of all time which is bell and bell was made in 2013 it was created by two amazing black women. The director is Ama Asante, I hope I said that correctly, and the screenwriter is Misan Sage, I hope they said that one as correctly as well. And it was just this 
such a beautiful movie, bro. Like period pieces, they they have a really really like beautiful aspect. Everything is aesthetically pleasing. Everything is nice. It's soft. It's like ah, oh, wonderful. But you know they can get a little vapid. They can get a little. I it it it, it, it sometimes I don't care. You know, but this one made me really care, and it's so beautiful. And basically, um, I always watch it when I need comforting because it's this beautiful, like mostly unproblematic romance story that also talks about like the conflicts that they have in like um, the their own economy and the history and like right, people's rights and everything. So. It just it added to the plot that it could already be great like it could just be a romantic movie and i would love it but because it has so many elements to it i also love that part about it so i just want to share it with you um so the basically like a summary of it is that bell's father was a ship captain and he fell in love with a freed uh slave woman so he fell in love with her they made a baby but it's implied that he had to go back to sea because he was a, uh, a ship captain but when he came back she the the mother had died and they don't really explain why it could have been because she wasn't protected by him it could have been that she died during birth giving birth to her their daughter Belle. so the um his her father is like fine you know I'll let me grab my kid and take care of her because uh, this same thing's gonna happen to her if I don't take care of her. So he scoops up Belle and bring Belle, brings Belle to his childhood home, which is big mansion, manor, there's so much land. And he asks his grandfather and grandmother and great aunt, um, no, sorry, I'm sorry, that's her grandfather, his father, his mother, and his aunt to take care of Belle. And they already have taken care of his brother's daughter, who's Elizabeth. So at first they're like, absolutely not. She's black. She's a mulatto. Like, what will people think? I can't, what, we can't do anything with this person. But Belle is just like this sweet little kid, you know, eventually they just look, she's right there during all of this conversation. So they look at her for too long and they're like, fuck, she's a kid. We have to take care of this kid. She's our, our kid, you know? So they eventually like adopt her and accept her and they love her with all of their hearts. But, you know, it's still limited because they still see her as as a mulatto kind of you know they love her so much but there's this distance and Belle feels it she knows that there's a distance and they keep tiptoeing around like the legality of keeping Belle and it's like okay well she's born of our blood so we are obligated to take care of her so none of you bitches can say anything about it but also they don't let her dine at the dinner table with them when they have guests over because it would be like disrespectful and then they in turn disrespect Belle but they're teaching Belle like oh well you know not everyone is like progressive as us but then Belle's like you're my family you know like I'm still not getting it even though she's like they f flash forward to when she's older and they're like that's just how it is and you know as much as they love Belle they still make her feel like less than and she's still confused about her like position because she is basically an heiress she's basically a princess she has so much fucking money and she's so protected by this beautiful mansion, this basic kingdom, basically. But she still ha gets knocked down a couple notches, and it's so confusing for her. And then, okay, the love interest comes in on this. And I love, I love him. I love him so much. It's Mr. Duvinier. And he shows up because he's the son of a vicar. 
which is like a clergyman kind of person and he's like bro i want a job and <laughs> the grandfather is a judge so he, the judge he's like what the fuck and he's like no i'm here i'm studying like this is gonna be great so he like advocates for himself to get this job and he like inserts himself into this family's like drama and he stirs up drama and i just love this because it's beautiful and i'm just gonna talk about the best parts of it because eventually um miss Devinier and uh the grandfather talk about the zong ship case and it's basically a case where the the they were like some a slave ship that drowned all the slaves and they were they talked to their insurers and they were like oh all of our slaves died like you have to insure us and the insurers were like no you fucking drown them like this is ridiculous so they bring it to the supreme court and it at first it's a case of like whether you should drown your cargo or whether like whether or not you should be allowed to drown your cargo and get insurance from it but it blows up and it, it that's a surface level argument the underlying argument is like these are people you know this is this is slavery you can't do this you can't continually make a human being worth so little you know so it 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 affected it's a real it's a real case if you want to look it up and it affects a lot of um the rules around slavery in britain and like it eventually the whole world but what happens is that mr Devinier talks to bell about this and bell's like i don't know anything about this i've been like shielded from everything i know that i'm so blessed a million times over for like being born into this family but i don't know anything else about anybody else that looks like me you know so basically one of the things one of the themes that i love about this story is knowing the rules in order to break them so this is something that i find very interesting because knowing the rules in order to break them is such it's it's such an interesting concept to me because for the first half of the movie they introduce you to all the rules and then the second half of the movie they spend um belle and mr devinier breaking them and it's just like a beautiful movie of like rebellion in your daily life and it end up fueling like a huge revolution and it just like it kind of makes it easy to see how it can be done you know i'm i'm the type of person who needs to be guided sometimes and like i don't know how, how it's gonna happen and then let's like this movie's like okay here's an option here's how you can take down anti-blackness and how you can like disarm um slave owners because they're they're upheld by rules made by colonizers and then you start taking down those rules and disbanding them then they have nothing to hold on to these slave owners have nothing to hold on to and it's just this it's a beautiful revolutionary story it's, it's amazing so one of the rules so i'm so i'm going to tell you a list of rules right so the rules are that black people are seen as slaves and there are very little freed people in this world in this uh time like Belle is free and you can see that based on class markers because she's wearing very expensive dresses she's around a lot of white people she has a family that cares about her that kind of thing and um you are kind of introduced to other freed black people in the movie but a lot of them are like background characters with the same markers like uh, there's, there's a man in the courtroom and he's looking at Belle like he's he's crazy and like one of the she's crazy in like one of the last scenes and she he's wearing the same markers he has a very expensive suit and a very expensive hat and he's like allowed into this very white space so that's kind of they all the whiteness i mean the um the blackness fights or works with uh the economic part of this society 
um and you also need money with reputation if you have one or the other it doesn't work you have to have money and reputation because if you have a lot of money but you have a terrible reputation then you just get ignored and like pushed to the side in the society even if you're white you're they're just like you have to be the best of the best if you're lacking anything then you're wrong and you are less than so even if you have everything even if you're white even if you're rich if you don't have everything then you're basically like nothing you're just lacking um and there's a lot of societal pressure for for there's a lot of um pressure for all these societal norms is like you have to wear this you have to act like that you have to women have to do this and men have to do that you know they they talk a lot about the different rules that goes on in society like gentlemen can only have a couple um careers and one of those careers is being a lawyer and if you're not a lawyer then like you have to be a gentleman to be a lawyer it's you can't really break into that you can't just learn it and then be you you have to be established as a gentleman first so it just kind of breaks every there's no one that's safe in this society everyone is broken down and everyone is insecure everyone has to fight for their right to live and it's craziness we also talk about uh, sexism in this time period. Women are basically the property of men and have to go through these kind of rituals, these dating rituals, to end up becoming man's property, like which is marrying. So they have to come out, which is the term that they use, like they're ready to date and they're ready to get married. Um, it's not even really dating. It's just like meeting men and then getting married to one of them, you know, within like the spring summer season. So they come out in London, specifically in London. I guess London is where all the money is and that's where everybody goes. And you have to have your date in the Pleasure Gardens, which is this huge park where there's like fireworks and there's uh, walking paths and there's greenery everywhere. You know, it's all manufactured nature made to be beautiful so that you can court in there. And um, you have to be introduced by someone else that you know or trust. You can't just like walk up to a random person. If you try to like speak to a random person, they're like, no, like you weren't introduced. Who the fuck are you? You know, you need an in crowd. And um, the only really um, cool thing that you can do as a woman is be courted. Everything else is just like waiting until it's time for you to come out and get married. And all everything before that is just build up, is building up. Like, if you're a piano player, then you're a piano player to entertain your husband and to entertain your family and parties that you're going to throw when you're married. You don't get to be, like, your career doesn't get to be piano player. You know what I mean? Pianist. I'm sorry. And everything you do, anything that could be cool, you have to be accompanied by a man. And you have to hope that your husband is, a, like, a, a nice enough man to let you do whatever you want. Mostly they're not, you know? So if you want to go to the park, you need to be with your husband and your husband like leads you around you don't get to pick like oh i want to go here i want to go there like you're always following him around even though it's your idea to go to the park so it's just like everything is limited you literally don't get to do anything and it's like so frustrating i would hate to live in this time so Belle breaks a lot of these rules, especially in the second half. You can kind of see how she inherently breaks these rules and then she, just by being alive, just by being a half white, half black person, and then as she gets older, she j deliberately breaks all these rules to get to where she wants to be and what she wants. So she's already breaking the rules by being half black and half white and being acknowledged by her father. She is not 
uh and i don't know the specific rules about it but it looks as if she's not an illegitimate child because her father recognizes her her father didn't like marry her mom but I, it looks like it was a matter of timing not that he didn't love her so sometimes they're like oh she's illegitimate but she's not illegitimate her, her father loved her her father claimed her her father brought her to his his father's mansion like she is a person who is loved and cared for so you know she she breaks that rule because as a mulatto she's not supposed to be loved that much she's supposed to be seen as second class she's not supposed to be taken care of and the fact that her white rich family like cares about her so much that's that's also seen as like weird it, it's breaking the rules because neighbors and other members of society they're like what are they doing in there they have a weird ass mulatto in there and it's like she's like kid you know or like she's like their granddaughter like what are you saying but so like there there are rumors spread about her that she's like oh my god she's like so black and they're like adopted a little black kid it's like what like now it's seen i mean maybe because i'm mixed i see it as like so walk it's like even though i've seen it in like real life happen to like me and my sisters to 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 have so it's just so weird they're like it's so weird and i get at the time it's so like unheard of but these people are going out of their way to do to spread rumors that they don't even know about you know they don't let bell outside because all these people like hate her just on site and she's protected by them and the neighbors are like why are they protecting her she's gross and it's like what the fuck are you talking about so that's another way that she breaks the rules inherently just like being loved and just being protected her uh, family also goes out of their way to make sure that she's financially secured because they don't really know how to come up like how to deal with her being married you know like they know that there are not a lot of rich black men out there or a lot of rich black freed men especially like just freed in general so they're like she's and then she doesn't trust they don't trust any white person to really see her as like equal to because they everybody thinks that she's just like a gross second class mulatto so they're just like no like she she just she just can't get married so her father funds her not her dowry because she doesn't ever like they don't plan on her getting married but she fund they fund the rest of her life she's an heiress she's gonna live in luxury the luxury that she grew up with pretty much all her life so that is also a way that's broke it's breaking rules is like she's not supposed to have money she's supposed to have an economic downfall at some point and they went out of their way for years to make sure that she was safe from that and i, I thought that was like growing up like uh, like getting older i see how important that is is to make sure that she has money and the fact that they gave her any money at all you know is like is it's amazing so basically she's an heiress you know and she's beautiful beyond belief you know there there's there, 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 there's actually no character in this movie that can like legitimately say that she's ugly because she's gorgeous she's gorgeous and that's the end of the conversation you know i love gugu as an actress she is gorgeous gorgeous and even the oppressive beauty standards can't stop her they're like oh she's so dark first of all she's not even that dark okay and like not darkness is not ugly to begin with and but they they she's like like a little darker than me and they're like, oh my god, it's so dark. And it's like, you powder yourself with bleach every day. That's why you think someone's dark. She's like medium skin tone. And you're like, I don't know, so ugly. It's like, all right, relax. Because in two scenes, you're going to say that she's the most gorgeous person you've ever met. So shut up. I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. I really want you guys to go watch it. You can go watch it on Amazon Prime 
or like honestly like google it but if you want to give the money then definitely go watch it on amazon prime but um but Belle eventually goes out of her way to deliberately break these rules and a lot of it is because of mr duvinier and her love for him their attraction makes her want to break the rules of society to go see him and go fight for her own rights with the zong case so she needs to be accompanied by a man so she goes to, to the carriage driver and he's like no i can't accompany like no i'm not taking you anywhere like you're gonna be by yourself you're a woman and she's like no i'm not by myself i'm with you you know you're a man so that counts so she finds these little ways for things to count even though they're like unconventional you still can't say no to them you know they're like the secret unwritten rules she breaks those and it's it's wonderful it's a wonderful rebellious movie one of the most beautiful things about this story is its romantic plot i love my unproblematic king mr duvinier okay oh my god okay oh my god he is again the son of a vicar and he wants to be a lawyer he doesn't want to be a lawyer particularly because of the money he doesn't want to be a gentleman he wants he's been in this like club kind of situation i think maybe he's still in school or something like that but he's in this club where they want to change rules where they can treat everyone like a person and they try really hard to dismantle all the slavery laws and try to get um slavery dismantled and disbanded um so he when he as soon as he sees her he just sees her as like a human being he doesn't think like oh she's a mulatto oh she's like if anything he sees her as as like a princess because he's he has to he the, the only rules of society that he really recognizes are is the class part because he knows he's of a lower class and he's trying to break into this career which is mostly saved for the um more like richer class so that to be respectful and to get into this career he tries to follow those rules he doesn't see her race and like he doesn't see it as as less than he only sees her economic class and the same way for um bell is that she is so afraid that this stranger because she doesn't meet a lot of strangers this stranger is going to see her as a second class because of her color but then she the only thing that she has to save her really is her economic class so she flexes that and then they both get into like little spats about it where he gets defensive about his class and she gets defensive about her color and they just like argue and it's like so fun i love it's like it's, it's like a really nice like kind of enemies to lovers kind of situation they're not like super enemies they just like argue and it's cute arguing and i really like arguing <laughs> that's one of I, I love arguing for fun so seeing that on screen and then seeing them like grow together is really beautiful because eventually mr duvinier brings up the zong case in front of her and she's like wait this is about my people like i don't i don't know what's going on out there i'm not really allowed outside so he eventually tells her because he's like yeah this is your people and you have a right to know so i'm gonna tell you about it and that is when they start working together instead of like letting their differences get between them because they both recognize to each other that they're intelligent they're like wait you're smart so i'm gonna keep you around i need to like talk to you you know and that just forces them to hang out more and find each other and like eventually fall in love and i love it so much one of the most important things about mr divinier's character is that he is he's the actual love because they show the fetishization guy like at first she is dating or being courted by this guy named 
Mr. Oliver Ashford. He is the second son of a judge, I believe, whose family is looking, really, they're just like selling off their kids. There's two sons, he's the second son, and they're looking for a wife who will have more money and more land so that they can have more influence politically, right? So because he's the second son though, he's at a disadvantage and he's reminded of this every day. So he can get kind of defensive about it, but he doesn't like love her at all. He is, he fetishizes her and he has this conversation with his brother where he's like, oh, she's like exotic and like cool. And like, this is for people to wake up and see that like, if you are calling someone exotic, you don't love them. And if someone's calling you exotic, they don't love you. Like this did, it just goes so wrong. And she's, she even like cries in front of him because he's like, oh, I can look past your mother's blood and see the beauty that the, your white side has brought to you. And she's like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do with this. Like, she's just like, let's change the subject because I don't know what to say to that because it's so wrong you know like you don't have to put up with that kind of fetishization it's so cringy and gross and wrong and it's not love and that is the opposite of mr Davinier. Davinier has spelt mr Davinier has spent so much time like learning how to see people as people and fighting to see people as people so that when he sees her she is a, a beautiful person And there's no way, there's no need to teach him because he's already done the work himself. It is so annoying. Like a lot of black women are saying like, or black people in general are like, we don't have to teach you everything. You know, some things you just learn or you, you, you go out and you buy a book and you learn it that way. Black people don't have to explain the entirety of their history and all the little like, um, all the aggressions and the microaggressions that come with all these years of craziness you know like it's tiring exhausting and they don't have to do it we don't have to do it all the time you know so the fact that mr davinier already did the research is like it's king shit okay it's wonderful okay and it just it makes it so much easier for Belle to fall in love with mr davinier because it's not work to love him it's not exhausting to love him it's freeing and it's beautiful and it's it's everything that she wants she's allowed to have everything that she wants she wants to be married to someone who loves her and she wants to still have her freedom and with mrs davinier she can have all these things you know you're allowed women are allowed to have everything they want okay so oh how do you manage it all you just do because it's mine i have it it's mine okay these kind of ridiculous questions it's ridiculous and he is a person all on his own, you know? He expresses... He's the voice of, like, reason in a lot of this movie. He's, like... Like, a lot of people dance around, like, politics and, like, um, oh, how can we deal with Belle in the situation? It's, like, you don't deal with Belle. You fight for Belle, you know? She's your your cousin. She's your niece. She's your whatever. Like, you should be taking care of her no matter what. You have to ride for her. And Mr. Duvinier knows her for a couple weeks and is so on board <laughs> for riding for her because he loves her so much. He, he's, he's always pushing people around him to think beyond what is acceptable. He's ready to fight anyone for what is unacceptable if it's right you know and that's pretty much his 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 thing for the whole movie and i i I don't really see it as like a white savior kind of thing i see it as like a person who wants another person to be okay you know he's not like oh everybody has to love me because this is what i'm doing and i i i want to treat people like treat people it's like no he's like these are rights no matter what people have to have rights stupid you know like he's not like taking all the credit for everything this is not his original idea he's he's 
with the movement and that's great so and it i just love i love that bell is is a is a character that i can grow up with because it's been out since 2013 i've been watching this movie for like years it's my it's my comfort movie and it's just really nice to see bell grow up and have everything she wants she's she's able to fight for her right to be a person to be a woman to be loved to be financially stable you know and she and and spoiler but she gets all of it it's a happy ending you know so if you need a happy ending and if you need hope in this world if you need to know that someone will love you no matter what definitely pick up this movie because it is beautifully shot the costumes are gorgeous the romantic plot is gorgeous the 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 dialogue is amazing because it's like it's very snippy you know like people are talking backhandedly but politely but they're being sassy you know it's 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 wonderful dialogue it's it's i love to just listen to it so i just get shivers every time especially with mr davinier's like pr- uh, pronouncement of love for her it's like it comes out of left field and that line that he says just brings shivers down my spine every single time because it is so necessary and it's so beautiful and it just it it proves how much he loves her so i would definitely pick up this movie um no matter what you know if you need to cry if you need a, a a laugh if you need to see something beautiful if you need to see something romantic this is this, this is probably better than the notebook i would say like i love the notebook this is better than the notebook so definitely pick it up and um I'll see you guys next time. I'll leave my links to my website, to my other work, and my Instagram. You could follow along and um, you can DM me if you have any suggestions. And um, yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. I'll see you later. Bye.